So for this episode of Weekly, um, I want to play a conversation that I had this week with George Holloway, who was on episode one of Weekly, and Jay Cranda, who is online pastor, small groups pastor at Saddleback Church. Um, a guy named Rick Warren is their pastor. You may know who that is. If you're involved in the church world, he wrote a book called The Purpose Driven Life and is very influential and is a super guy. And Jay is a super guy, too. He's been really helpful in my life over the last six months um, has been a huge encouragement for me and the online community. And so we started a monthly church online roundtable where we're going live on YouTube live once a month and inviting people who are part of um, online community, of church online, of creative people who want to engage with us. And we're just having conversations about uh, engaging people with services online, with small groups online, with uh, ministry online. And so I want to play some of that um, podcast today on the podcast. Um, We made it in video form on YouTube, but I'm going to play some of the audio of that today on Weekly because I think it was a worthwhile conversation. And thanks to George for really spearheading this thing and for getting all of this working and uh, taking care of just getting everything set up so that I could be on there and that Jay could be on there as well. And so I counted a huge blessing to... um, be connected with these guys. Honestly, I, I feel like an underdog in so many ways, um, especially with someone like Jay, but he's so gracious and so friendly and is so willing to share. And that's what I love about the online community. And so this is an episode um, of of the church online roundtable. This is number one. So we just went for it. And you can check it out uh, every month. I think it's the last Thursday of every month is when we're going to shoot to do those. And so um, I'll put some links in the show notes in the description on where you can find that and you can watch the audio feed. But um, I'm going to play some of that today for this episode of Weekly. So this is sort of like um, California because Jay lives in California and also uh, the state of the internet. So here's our conversation from the Church Online Roundtable. We should probably yeah. Inter- inter- yeah introduce first. yourself and we'll 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 let everybody know who we are. All right, cool. Um, I'm James Eaton. I'm the online director at Highlands Fellowship Church, which is in Southwest Virginia, Northeast Tennessee. We have six plus our online campus, and um, I have been in this role for six months, so hmm. pretty pretty new to this actually. Yeah, and uh, so got connected with George through Neil's podcast. So if he watches this. Hey, Nils, thanks for making this thing happen. So, yeah, I'm excited to be here. That's awesome. And I'm Jay. I'm the Jay Crand. I'm the online pastor at Saddleback Church. And so I uh, do uh, been doing online ministry for five plus years. And um, it's really cool what just the community. I've met most of you guys in various different ways, but there's a common link between uh, the, uh, the digital online leaders Facebook group that a lot of people interact with. Um, so I'm really pumped to be hanging out and talking more about online ministry, YouTube, and everything in between. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, I'm I am George. Uh, I am a part of uh, Salem Lutheran Church. The cameras are not automatically switching, and I'm not sure why, but. Um, I'm uh, I'm a pastor at uh, Salem Lutheran Church. I've been. <laughs> a member of Salem for a very, very long time. 
over 20 years, uh, actually since I was born. So, um, and, uh, yeah, so I've been a part of, uh, this church online stuff for now, just over a year. I, uh, if you listen to James Eaton's weekly, uh, podcast, then you'll hear kind of how I got in, into this. Um, but yeah, we've been doing this for, for about a year now. Uh, we started in January of 2017. So, uh, it's somewhat new to this, but been going at it for a while. And this whole thing kind of started as an opportunity for us all to um, uh, talk through church online stuff. Uh, we, I was talking with uh, with, with James uh, frequently and Jay once in a while as well. And so uh, we were kind of just talking like, man, why don't we just share these conversations and uh, learn from each other and talk through all this? So that's kind of where this came from. I don't pretend to be an expert about church online in any way, but I've, uh, I've done a decent amount with it. I actually wrote a thesis on online ministry mm. and, um, have been doing this for, uh, a year since we launched, but of course, uh, been prepping since before that. So been working on it for Salem for about two years. Mm. Um, so that's, that's, I, I, my, my desire is to learn from each other and from uh, you guys who are watching and all that kind of stuff. So sweet. Well, I think we're going to have a lot of fun regardless of the fact. And I know that the, even the testimony of us figuring out how to do this right now shows the the grit. I think a lot of people who are doing online ministry of just figuring it out and pushing through <laughs> any hiccups or anything. So, uh, I'm pumped to to learn and listen. And I, I think one of the benefits of online ministry has been like the shared wisdom. It's like the network yeah, effect yeah. of everybody is just, it's like so much different than I, just because most churches don't interact. If you're doing small group ministry, if you're doing executive pastor or church planning, like there's conferences to do it and you have to go to like, like they figured out over long term, but I think church online, a lot of the people, because they were already online and because a lot of the early ministries like Westside Family and Elevation and Life Church and all the other churches that started this 10 years ago, they just were so open handed that I think the church online community generally is just a very generous in sharing what works and doesn't. So this is a product of that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I um, I love I love the community that uh, the church online uh, pastors uh, tend to share. I think we uh, can, we tend to be very open um, and, and a lot of, there's a lot of conversations that happen uh, that are, really we actually should be cool. more competitive. I think we should be more competitive. <laughs> I actually, I'm actually on this call to say that yeah. I'm challenging. You throwing the gauntlet down. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> so, um, what we are um, uh, wanting to do with these uh, with these this series is to take some time to share some stories about what is happening in church online, um, what kind of what God is doing, all that kind of stuff, um, and then go into uh, whatever our topic is. And so, uh, Jay James, do one of y'all want to start us off with some stories of what God's been doing through your church online? Sure, I can go. Um, so, like I said, this is um, pretty new for me, um, just being like six months into church online. We've had an online campus for about five years at Highlands Fellowship. And um, so so I was able to come into a role that people had already really built up, which is exciting. Um, but I've been doing it for about six months and spent a lot of time at the beginning just praying about 
what it would look like for us to have that community online, what needs we could meet, how we could minister to people. And so um, two things that I really invested, I've been investing in. One is building up my volunteers. So people who are chat hosts, who are doing live prayer, who are helping me um, throughout the week do things, um, building up those people and really trying to build a community of people with some investment in online ministry. And that's helping get people to stick, right? Because it's easy to come to a church and leave. It's really easy to come to an online service and leave uh, or just to hop around and to not stay engaged. And so I've really built up our um, volunteers. And so we've like quadrupled the amount of volunteers we had since October, which is awesome. And so they're invested, they're chatting, they're engaging people, uh, they're praying for people. And it lets me just kind of like take, kind of even step back a little bit and, and just kind of lead them and encourage them to connect with those people versus me doing everything. And so from the beginning, I really wanted to set that kind of model of leading and helping people and then giving them responsibility and letting them serve others um, because there's always more people to connect with. So that was a big thing for me is raising up volunteers. And then the other thing for me is that I just made a decision a few months ago that like I would answer every email, Facebook, like legitimate message that we got. So uh, nothing was too small, nothing was too big for us to engage on some level. And sometimes that's me responding personally. Sometimes that's giving it to someone on our team. Sometimes that's forwarding that information to um, one of our care ministry teams, or maybe it's actually more of a physical campus need. But um, I want us to respond to every every question that we get. So somebody, if someone contacts Highlands Fellowship, like we will respond to you. And just kind of want to to put that out there and, and challenge myself and, and really the rest of our team that, you know, we want to take online really seriously. Um, we want to engage with people and see them for who they are, which are people that God's created and that he loves and that they have reached out to us for a reason. And so we want to engage with them. Nothing's kind of, you know, too small or too big or off limits um, for us to, to try to meet those needs. So um, those have been two areas that I've really put a lot of investment in uh, this year, working on uh, more volunteer stuff and then also developing some small groups. So that's, that's challenge for 2018. Yeah. I think in my, in my space uh, we've been focusing a lot on, we're kind of in this, we just did a planning a, a couple of days ago and we feel like we're in the season of establishing roots, something that we've been, God was kind of speaking to me in, in my own quiet times was I've been reading first Kings and kind of talking, reading about when uh, Solomon was allowed to build the temple, you know, and obviously David wasn't, they had this moving thing, you know, the tabernacle. And then obviously they, they kind of established this roots. And I feel like the, our online ministry is in this season where about a year ago <clears throat> I hired, I got the chance um, um, because of just the leadership at my church and trusting everything of hiring a, another full-time pastor and um, that kind of helped me with small groups. And so we've had a lot of success in our small group ministry, but um, because of the amount of success, it was kind of the most consuming thing in my schedule. And so I wasn't really able to, uh, I would say expand other things. So when you're like planting a church, you're getting your services together and all your next steps. And then you're looking at small groups and you're looking at your, maybe your classes or special events. And I felt like we were so kind of kind of stuck in a, in a way just because of just growth, we couldn't really figure out how to like do other things. I couldn't, um, even with a great volunteer teams. Um, and so with this new staff member, we've been in the season where I've been like, I think we're going to be laying down some new foundation and we are 
uh, making some new stuff. So something we really are getting excited for, which we haven't really had in the past, was having a more dynamic way to host our own live events. Because of the way we do our church online, the service is 24-7 essentially whenever it's not live. It's not an events page, but we want to be able to have more of a community experience. We have a Facebook group, which is super dynamic. We have a lot of people in it, and it's great, but it's not really like a real-time event type of thing because you can't really control the way the content is viewed or consumed. It's very limited, and then obviously because of the feed, everything gets pushed down. So um, it's it's not the ideal. Facebook Live into the group is great, but it's just not the same type of thing as like the church online platform offers, for example. And so I actually set up a church online platform uh, page, which we're going to be using as our events page. And we have an event in two weeks. And I actually just bought a camera and I bought I'm buying a bunch of stuff to be able to host live events at a higher quality on our own as a team. So um, if you actually go to saddlebackchurch.com, churchonline.org you can see our template how we're doing it but um i'm really excited that's something we've been really excited in because i want to be able to host uh regular live events where we can talk to the the church online uh community and like you know like i can have a live camera and i could sit there with my team and we can actually interact with people in the chat so we're going to do a serve event um here in a couple weeks and then we're going to try something called uh i'm calling it a hashtag after saddleback and we're going to do it after our last service on Sunday. So it'll be kind of like an after show, kind of like, you know, the Talking Dead or something like that. So I'm going to try that every month. And and it's supposed to build community, build FaceTime between me and my team with the community. And we're going to be using Chopped as our back end because, you know, it isn't amazing. We don't use Chopped as our platform um, for our weekend. We have a custom built, but, um, you know, I was able to like, sign up and the funny thing is with a lot of people probably watching this that use the church online platform i haven't used it heavily so the last two weeks has been my first time really like figuring out like oh that's how you duplicate in an event that's how you do that that's you know so that's been our season and it's uh it's fun and um and it's good for me to figure out because i recommend so many people to chop it's it's been a good process for me to even do it so i'm i just signed up for a way to we have a streaming, a different streaming provider that we're going to be using just for these events because they're kind of smaller. But um, I bought I bought a live camera today, uh, in a dongle to be able to connect to change it from HDMI to to USB. So we're kind of like really fun. But it's going to be building community. I want to be able to have a community's events kind of, you know, like center, and the yeah. church online page will be that building for us online. That's really cool. That's a cool awesome. idea. Mm-hmm. I think for um, for us uh, here at Salem, one of the the things that I've been excited about, uh, I, I guess, kind of two. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say two things. Um, okay. One is uh, our our online Bible study uh, has starting to starting to pick up a little bit more steam. Uh, we pre-record those, so basically, what we do is instead of rebroadcasting our entire service, uh, we rebroadcast the worship piece. Um, and, uh, cut out the pieces that are more related to in, like in the rooms, like your announcements and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, so you're, you're left with worship and then some custom, um, announcements and video pieces in between of, uh, me or Joey Bluegy, who is our other, we actually have two online pastors, me and, and Joey. Um, and so, uh, then we record our Bible study ahead of time. It's you know edited and 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 put up. We just record it on our cell phone, uh, which we found that people actually kind of like a little bit 
more than when we did it more professionally. Um, so even though the worship is done really professionally and then you get like this contrast to the Bible study is weird, but they, they seem to, to like it a little more, especially in post when we cut just the Bible, cause we'll post the Bible study piece separate from the worship in post. So we don't, we don't upload the entire service for people to watch again. Um, we just pull out the Bible study piece. Um, so that has grown. I think what, that's really been driven more by our Facebook group growing. Um, we just started that last month. Uh, so that's gotten some growth. And then um, uh, I told you I'd cheat and I'd say two things. The other cool thing is that uh, someone who was uh, attending online is now in our new members class here at Salem. So, um, so that's pretty cool. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. That is like, and how did you make, do you guys have like a connection card where people ask like how you heard and they wrote that? How'd you make the connection? Um, that's actually something I've, uh, I've asked our, our communications team to add to our, uh, our, our card. Um, I, it was been a long time since I asked them to, I should maybe bring that up again, but I uh, know the way, the way, the way that we found that up, uh, found, found that out was that he just, uh, he told our pastor of care, uh, that that's how he got connected with us. Um, and it was cool because his first Sunday there, I got to meet uh, him and his son and pray with them at our, our, our prayer kneeling rail, uh, after the service. Um, and it had been so long since they had been in church that his son didn't even remember, uh, what church was like. Um, wow. and so they attended for maybe a month or so and then ended up in, in our, uh, in our worship center. And now he's in our uh, new members class, which is pretty cool. So. That's awesome. I know that we, that's something that we, there isn't a, a great, I would say, correlation between somebody watching and showing up. We promote it and it happens and there's conversations, but because we have, for us, we have so many different campuses that it's kind of hard to make it like, hey, add this to the card because mm. there's so many moving pieces. But I know I get calls all the time and it's kind of, it's like a good, bad thing. It's a great, great thing that it's happening, but I, sucks in a way is when they tell me like five minutes before they're like hey by the way because we have four services that are a large campus they're like tell me five minutes before hey by the way there's a guy here from argentina or something and he wants to meet you and i'm like <laughs> okay i guess i'm gonna drive because i don't go to every service <laughs> so i get that a lot which i think that's a heart check on my end <laughs> of being like what like and so we've been trying to tell more people we just i just met somebody from uh, austria that's part of our community that was here, but oh, we wow. talked before and I, sh I put, I put a photo in our community, in our Facebook group. And I, we keep saying me and pastor Kevin, uh, Kevin Lee, that our small groups pastor, I keep saying like, I tag him and I say, Hey, if you're coming here, let us know in advance. We want to meet you. But, um, I still don't, I still think there's like, that's the funny thing of the same thing with like senior pastors with churches, because you're the online pastor, they still feel like you're not approachable. And for some reason, and I'm like, no, like I want to like, like online pastors care about like physical community. <laughs> so right, I know right. that sounds, That's people right. don't think that, There's but we do. Here. Yeah. yeah. But I love that. I love that. I love the car. I love that you're even talking about it because that, that's a great idea. It's uh, it, it was, it was cool to see him uh, jump in and uh, be in the new members class. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. All right. I was just looking to see. I, I finally got the uh, the videos to automatically switch back and forth between us instead of me having to manually click each time. So, Is that a setting? Is that yeah. like, a, like a weird? Yeah. Well, so yeah. I, uh, it wasn't at first. And so I started manually 
switching um, the, the cameraman app or whatever in the in Google Hangouts wasn't loading. Again, I'm on a loaned computer today. Um, I was telling uh, James and Jay before the uh, before we started that my computer crashed this last week, and so I'm on a loaned computer and that don't have everything loaded. This is real life, this is real life people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So our topic today, let y- y'all y'all ready to go ahead and jump into that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our topic for today is Facebook versus the church online platform, uh, which was recommended by Dave Adamson, Aussie Dave. Don't trust that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, just, just kidding. Just, I just shots fired. Shots I'm fired. sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it's an interesting question to me. And um, I actually, I have not talked to either one of you about this beforehand. So I am looking forward yeah. to hearing what y'all think about it. Um, I think let's, I'll, I'll just answer kind of like what we do, how we treat the platforms at Salem and we'll just go from there. So yeah. at Salem, uh, we use, uh, we use the two platforms. I think for the end user, probably they don't see a huge difference in the way that we use them, but the philosophy behind how we approach them is really pretty different. Um, as we look at our analytics, what we realize is that our, um, viewer retention rates and engagement rates, uh, like number of engagements per person is much, much higher on the church online platform, like way higher. Um, our, our average view time on the church online platform is almost our entire service. Um, it's that's, and then you go to, you go to Facebook and it's, and it's, it's not, <laughs> uh, cause, because there's this weird dynamic, right? Where like, uh, people, you know, they're, they're scrolling through, they see, they see the live stream. Great. Grab their attention. But then there's that temptation to keep scrolling to your friend's cat video, you know? Yeah. And like, sure. so it's, 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 it's weird because like there's there's too much like there's so much there in Facebook and like Facebook will even like if you click into the live video the the, uh, the live comments the comments on the live video are super wonky they they don't always show yeah. up like they're supposed to and so you can't reply to people directly which is the most annoying yeah. thing on the face of the earth yeah I, like yeah. I don't want to have to tag people. Like, and then if I'm not friends with them, I got to do like, it's like the search doesn't prioritize because I'm not friends with them or friends of friends with them. So the search is like, has its own algorithm, but yeah, like it's one, I totally, it's wonky. I totally echo that. Yeah. And then like, even, even just with the way that the comments come in, like I'll switch back and forth between my personal account to comment as me and then Salem's account to comment as Salem and switching between the two, I see different comments and it's not security settings because I go back after it's over and archived and I see them all, but during the event, they like disappear. So frustrating. Well, because Facebook like does, it doesn't do chronological as its default. It's like top comment or whatever, but yeah, who, who, what does top comment mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I don't think that there is some, the one thing that I, I think I find like, I like the strategy of it. It doesn't mean like the application of it makes sense. Yeah, that people can watch a live event after the fact and still follow along with comments that were made in real time. That's an interesting thing. I, you know, like I remember years ago watching like Conan O'Brien and they da- they had an app that was like a second screen experience and they did that and they essentially would yeah. sync, they would use the audio of the show. I don't know if you guys remember, this was really, yeah. but anyways, like, so, you know, cause right now you guys, like if you're using the church online platform or you're using some other chat, 
you know, those comments die after the event. And so yeah. people are watching on demand. You know, obviously it's not the same because they can't really talk to the person, but it's interesting to see that you can see the conversation happening. So it's weird. I don't think people really, I, I don't know. It might be one of those things where it, like it communicates a value than what it actually offers. But I think it, I like the, the idea of it. I think there's still something in the application, but yeah, yeah. for sure to the comments. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, and one of the, the interesting dynamics too with the way that the comments are handled, like you mentioned on Facebook, those actually stay uh, on the search online platform. They disappear. Yeah. And so you almost have like this difference between like Snapchat and, you know, like, or, or like Instagram stories where like they disappear after 24 hours. Um, you get more rawness. Um, I feel like, yeah, we like, I'll, I'll see, I, I know for me, I don't know what y'all's experience has been, but I know for me, like I'll see uh, more open honesty over on the church online platform, even when people are using their real name, uh, not just with the anonymity than I do on Facebook, because like, I know for me on Facebook, if I go to comment on a live video, I know there's a good chance that since that video is public, my aunt that I, that I'm asking them to pray for is going to yeah. see that yeah. I commented that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've and you guys, you, you guys both, you, you guys both use the church online platform. Sorry, James. Yeah, you guys both use the church online. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I've had the same experience with with Facebook Live being um, a lot of just like love the service, cool stuff, love the worship, like very generic. Where where on on chop, you know, it's it's really detailed stuff. Um, now I will say that. I so for, for us I do church I do Facebook Live for one of our streams but only one um, only one service time at like eleven thirty so the ten o'clock is only on Chop and that's our biggest attended live service those are our, those are my like church online people you know and then at eleven thirty I was finding like a big drop off in engagement in chat and all that stuff and I was like you know what let's just try Facebook Live and see if people are interested and they totally have been. So that's been cool. And when Chop has had problems over the last couple of months, yeah. uh, which I think they've resolved because they're awesome. But man, I mean, at, right at like 11 o'clock, you know, all that metric stuff would just tank it. And so if I hadn't been streaming on Facebook Live also, like we would have nothing. And it's not like the website said temporarily, like, I mean, they couldn't get to our site. And so um, those weeks, it was awesome to say, for people to jump on and say, Hey, I, you know, I can't get on, I can't get on the online campus. It's like, yeah, we're having issues. Be to watch on Facebook. And so we just ported, <laughs> you know, and, and people have even suggested in the, in the Facebook group for church online stuff that we're promoting this all through, you know, that you could like, like temporarily like reroute your, you know, you, like your domain even to another site like to YouTube or whatever, if, if that yeah. happens again, which is a pretty good idea. So for me, um, that wasn't a thing I thought about like chop going down, but man, that's been awesome that when it did, I had a secondary thing that people could find. Yeah. So I see value in that. Yeah. That's the, yeah. The struggle of, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I could see the pros and cons on that, but for sure having a backup Facebook is great. Cause it's going to, it's Facebook. So there's the support of that and it's just, you know, you just don't plan it, but even those people have, you know, it's like when uh, AWS goes down and half the internet has issues. It's it's just you sure. know, it's just very rare, but you feel it. But it happens, um, yeah, yeah. But it does happen, and um, us with Church Online, how they how they manage that 
even as somebody as an outsider, I was really impressed with like the emails that went out and the engagement. I think that they really handled uh, that super well. But um, yeah, for us, uh, we we do Facebook Live typically once a month um, and we pick one of our services. Uh, Yeah, we don't, uh, you know, and a lot of it comes down to a lot of the same things that, you know, George, you were saying that it's just the engagement thing. You know, we'll have, you know, it just feels like 90% bounce after 10 seconds. And the other, the other thing is, um, and I, everyone's a little different on this, but the way my attendance is counted is we get counted towards a 30 minute number. Mm -hmm. So we have a a way to, to track that on our own streaming provider. So, you know, if I look at a Facebook live of our deals, yeah, we might've had 20,000 people see it. The 30 minute, number if i go down even i can just go down to the audience retention and i drag it um to the 30 minute mark it's like 120 people so like you know and that's been the struggle like it's not because it's not our process and i don't know if you guys the process isn't automated it's a manual process you know it's like 120 people it's like 20,000. it's like faking me and it goes down to 120 people in our model in the amount of people that watch on our church online to our TV apps and mobile apps and all that, like on a 30 minute number, but I do know the value of its reach and exposure, but people are bouncing. That's why right now we just do it regularly. We're looking at doing it every week here soon, but um, you know, cause it's not, it's not hard to do, but it's just, if I'm doing it for my goals, I'm not doing it for the Facebook live isn't helping me directly with my 30 minute retention. Like if I go turn on, if I go create an app on, on, you know, let's say Xbox tomorrow, like I know in my, in my model, I could at least get another 500 people a week for a 30 minute number, but Facebook, because it's mobile, it's like a, this, this thing that is not just Facebook. It does all these other things you're not going to keep a lot of people retention wise, but the value is the exposure. So it's not the immediate rewards. It's that more people are going to hear about it and that will lead to more people. So it's not an immediate win, but it is a win in exposure. And I would tell anybody before you do anything serious with live, you know, just start Facebook living for sure. Right. Right. So like to us, it's, it's this, it's it's this pool, but like, I, I think I posted in one of our Facebook groups, I posted our raw data of like one of our weekends of like, you know, we went live four times. And if, if I look at it, you know, it's like we went live four times on a weekend for all of our services and people watch at least 30 minutes, but it was like something crazy, like 120,000 people saw it. It's so funny how that number goes all the way down to 500 like that. Yeah. And it just shows like, it's not sticky. It's just, it, people don't hang around. So chop has its own. It's just, the engagement is so much next level. And, and that's, that's, it's so true. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that would be hard. Go ahead. Go, or, okay. I was about to tell you to go ahead. Uh, yeah. Like that's why, um, like for us with what we do, uh, we use Facebook as like the front door, the sign on the end of the road um, to, yeah. to grab attention. Cause it does, it grabs, I mean, it, it grabs people attention. Um, like crazy amount of people. Um, and then it, also cause Facebook promotes it. Like you don't even have to try Like, they they bump it up to. I mean, I get on my Facebook feed because I follow so many churches, 
and like <clears throat> the first 20 posts are all like live streams <laughs> yeah <laughs> because facebook bumps them all up to the top and so uh what we do is we encourage the bounce but we try to direct the bounce where we want them to go and so we'll send them to the church online platform as much as possible and then uh, with the metrics that we have available for facebook we uh, will we'll look at, you know, who clicked the video, turned the audio on and watched for at least 10 seconds. And with Facebook's analytics, that is as conservative as you can get, which I wish I could be more conservative with it, but you can't. Um, so, uh, but then, yeah, we, yeah, we just try to push everybody to the, uh, the church online platform. Yeah. One thing I was going to say is um, when I started, so we started in Facebook live in November ish. One, you know, one time per Sunday, and so I've been tracking views 10 seconds plus, plus minutes watched, and it's been cool to see that minutes watched thing drastically increase, you know, every week and really every month to where I'm getting more people watching for 10 plus seconds than I was views a month ago, yeah. So they're watching longer, and I'm getting That's minutes really cool. watched into the thousands now where I was just getting like hundreds in the first few. So like, it's not as sticky in some ways, but, but doing it consistently for me has at least returned. Like people are watching longer, like triple the amount that they were watching. Um, and sometimes those views aren't increasing as much as, as the 10 second and the minutes watch. So to me, that's like encouraging because it's like we're casting a wide net, but people are watching longer. So that's a win. Um, I don't know exactly how much longer, you know, in some ways, but, but they do want to, you know, I'm, people are well, watching for more I minutes mean, than there are people. So, and, and it's, and it's totally true too. It's interesting now because with all the algorithm stuff with Facebook that's going on, um, it's interesting because like a lot of like video live content will be premium because the algorithm will prioritize engagement. And the one thing Facebook Live does is it does prioritize engagement. And so if you wanted, if you were going to post, let's say the new, the new, you know, system is, you know, do five posts a week on Facebook because, and it's only stuff that's going to get a lot of likes and comments. Well, for sure, you're going to do a Facebook Live because you don't yeah. get a lot of comments and engagement. So it's like, it's, it's the easy thing to to do so i could see more people even doing it more occasionally just to make sure your church is still in people's feeds yeah going on yeah that's a good point like outside of just the the experience like just keeping your your stuff in front of people doing live so so we did a live thing on facebook live this year for advent um we did a whole devotional series on facebook live every day one of our staff members will go live and share like a five to 10-ish minute devotional. Some people went a little longer, which is fine. But uh, so we had 20, you know, we did it really from December 1st to, to Christmas, but framed it kind of as an Advent devotional. And we had like thousands and thousands and thousands of people watch those. Unbelievable. Because we kept doing them. And it kept, you know, like it really did prioritize in their news feed. Um, so it was like Facebook rewarded us for consistency. Um so, you know, I mean, like, like things like that were, that was the most successful thing we've ever done and the, the highest viewership of any videos we've had. So yeah, I think there's something, something to be said for consistent posting and sharing. I watched a few of those myself. That was a really cool idea. Cool. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Weekly, for being engaged in this project. I have some really, really cool interviews coming up over the next few weeks. You do not want to miss uh, people from Arizona, from Atlanta, Georgia, from uh, Kansas. Yeah, so it's going great. And if you would like to be on the podcast or you know someone who should be on this podcast, please reach out to me on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or however you want to reach out to me. Shoot me an email, mail me a letter. If you do that or know my address, you probably don't. But if you do, you could send me a letter. Thanks for listening. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Uh, You can rate and review it in iTunes or Google or however you listen to podcasts. I know everyone says that, and you're probably like, "That's why do you keep saying that? If you like this podcast, tell a friend about it. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, reach out and let's get connected. Uh, And you can help me reach my goal of making this podcast um, happen over 2018. So thanks for listening today. And we will see you next time on Weekly. Weekly.